Yes, uh, Steelers podcast. I'm here. <laughs> um, I here with Paul and, and Joe. And I gotta say, when this whole thing started, we didn't know what the Steelers season was going to be like. I was looking forward to it. And I'm like, they're going to lose games. I'm looking forward to it. I enjoy always talking to Paul. Uh, Joe Joe kind of came aboard and started helping us out. And I'm like, this is great. This is times I'm looking forward to. I got to tell you, at work today, and I like my job, but I'm like, oh, looking forward to 5 p.m. Because, again, you guys, good. Talking about that nightmare last night with the Steelers losing to the Bengals 27-17, to 17, I don't want to talk about it. So here's what we're going to do. We have about 45 minutes to break it down. We are the Steelers podcast. Yes, we are going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about some upcoming stuff. But word of warning, after 15 minutes, we may start talking about anything. And it could be something ridiculous. So if you're here for hardcore, let's break down every play, let's break down every player, you may want to turn away. I mean, we definitely have I am Steelers-wise to talk about. But I will. I warned these guys beforehand. I can't break this game down. I don't want to. I mean, it was just, they, they pooped. It was just like, they just, you know, had an accident. It was, and not in that good Lamar Jackson kind of way. Yes. It wasn't like they came out and they were all powered and they came back and won. It was tough. Yeah. So here, here's how I want to approach it. And I listened to a couple of Steelers podcasts today that broke down the game. And yeah, it was bad. They lost to Ryan Finley. I, I, I Guys, I don't even know what you want to say about the game. So here's what I want to do. We, we go position by position. We look at it. Let's look ahead. Obviously, we'll have to look behind at the junk to look ahead. But this week, they're playing the Colts. Now, guys, this is tough. It's the national game. <laughs> so our friends Jim Nance and Tony Rome will be announcing it. And I, I don't know. I mean, it could be embarrassing. This could be tough. And then well, it can't be any more embarrassing than what we've just done. Uh, we, we, what is wrong with you? Listen, <laughs> can it be like a, a game that was so hyped that it got postponed 70 to 73 times or something, and then it finally happened, and then it was just just ugly. And then we had a Monday night football game. Before, well, before that was Sunday night, right? Sunday night, terrible. Monday night football game. Terrible. Like what? Can well, we please go back into the darkness and play games where even yes. even fans from Pittsburgh aren't allowed to watch and whatever else, and then we just win mysteriously? Yeah, I, I was fine with that. Can we just do that? The games where because I live in Mississippi, I never get to see Steelers games unless they're the prime games, and I'm always watching on you know an app that's telling me play by play of what just happened about eight minutes ago. And like, <laughs> What's and, it? Then, think, and we won and that was great. I think it was Ben's first year. They were 15 and one. I think they were struggling. They were kind of like eight and eight, maybe the year before they played like 14 or 15 games at 1 PM. And that was a glorious year because they went 15 and one that year. They had a fantastic year. But they play all their games at one. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to be 46 in a couple of weeks. I, I get tired. I, you know, they talked about eight twenty-five games, and I'm like, I'm in bed by eight twenty-five. What the heck? Yeah. I, yeah. you know, we, I'm here in the Columbus area. Ohio State's going to play two weeks or whenever, and they're talking about that game not starting until nine fifteen. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why are we starting these games? Well, I'm gonna, so I'm gonna have a good time watching it on TiVo to that next morning because there's yeah. no way. I, I shouldn't say that because yes, we all should be going yay Ohio State, but you know, come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I, mean, I, live, in, I, I live in SEC country, and everyone's just sort of rolling their eyes. No let's, go to, let's go to let's go to traditional Sunday at one p.m. You go to church, you leave, um, you come home, you, you flip on the game. Well, let's get back to traditional, not this Wednesday at three p.m. or the Monday at five or or, or even the Sunday at Monday night games. So let's yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't want to be the NFL commission because now the trendy thing is let's have all these great games all over the place. No, every game Sunday at 1. <laughs> West Coast, play them Sunday at 1. If they have to start at 10 a.m., whatever. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, you see where this that's is going. Because, that's why for so right. long the Steelers were always playing the 1 p.m. game because, you know, that's 10 a.m. On, on the West yeah. Coast. I mean, it's, 
we, we, we're, we're eating our breakfast and then turning around and playing a football game. That's that's not right. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I saw this was a 1 p.m. game. I'm wondering if it's Nance or Romo. Sometimes like halfway during the week you say, hey, you know, it's going to be the 420 game or whatever. I, yeah. I'm imagining you might see it being 420. Who knows? It's it's 2020. <laughs> the game could be – they could put the game at 9 a.m. just for the heck of it. So who knows? Um, and and, and then, all of the races oh, – there's a lot of races that are still in play. Right. So there's a lot well, of good games that are happening. So yeah, now that's going to be the next point, and we'll talk about the Browns. But now the Browns are a factor in the AFC Central uh, North race. I'm going to say AFC Central. Um, that game is scheduled talk for about 1 the world p.m. Being upside down. Yes, <laughs> um, that game's 1 p.m. the final week of the year. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that becomes a four. 25 game, you'll probably see Nance Romo again, or maybe even a Sunday night game. It could be flex. Uh, usually, NBC likes to have the divisional championship games that they have, it, and unfortunately, it looks like that might be Man, can you imagine if the regular season ends with a depleted Steelers team getting bum-rushed by the Browns? I, I wouldn't watch that game. You know what I mean? Like, we could still have the Steelers podcast, and we would just talk about crap. I mean, I, I don't want to do that. It, it would be tough. All right, so... So, so I, I guess here's what I'm thinking. So here was the struggle I had. Okay, Ben Roethlisberger, we know. He was awful. The first half was, I mean, I, I yearned for the good old days of Mason Rudolph. I yearned for Mark Malone, my least favorite quarterback in the history of the Steelers. I, I mean, they would have been fantastic compared to Big Ben. Um, you know, Paul and I were talking about this, Joe, a little bit beforehand. I think uh, he, his elbow's exhausted. I mean, I, I told you guys last night in the fit of anger that he's done, retire. I, I, you know, do, what, do you, what do you guys think? Do you think it's his elbow or something else? I I have a working theory that when he had that fancy dapper haircut and the neatly shorn beard, we were on fire, and then he let the hair grow out and shave the beard. That's all I can. That that's how desperate I am now to try to figure out what in the world is going on. It, we we need Dapper Ben back. Yeah, well, it, I watched that documentary, which was a good documentary. But they have one scene where they're talking to the doctor about, "Hey, I feel better making these throws and not these throws and everything." And we've talked about this all year. Ben's thrown it 50, 60 times a game, often. He's 38. He came off a year-long surgery. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the hair had something to do with it. I, I just think you're putting too much pressure on the arm. I don't know, Joe. Well, there are struggles with the run game. Just put him in the position to do this. But the thing that I'm seeing when I'm watching the game, and I am, uh, you know, untrained eye, I'm just a dude who watches games. He just doesn't seem to have a good vision of what's what's yeah. going on in the field the, the 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 increase in interceptions he's throwing a lot into double triple uh there was there was the throw uh to claypool side <laughs> that we were trying to decide if there were four or five people covering him yeah. there was i couldn't i couldn't fully tell if there was a fifth person there or not why in the world would you make that throw i have no idea but he is not – see, that interception where he just threw it and there was not a stealer anywhere near it. Right. It was just directly to a Bengal. I don't I don't know what is causing his inability to see the field and to predict what his receivers are doing. I don't know if his receivers aren't running the routes that they're supposed to run. Usually you can kind of tell that. That doesn't seem to be the case. He's just not seeing it and, and able to execute whatever it is he's seeing. I feel like it's a vision problem because he still has the ability to throw the deep ball. He got that ball down to where Claypool was. Uh, he's able to do it when called upon. Uh, there's not usually like he's, you know, 10, 15 yards off when he's throwing it deep. So I don't necessarily think it's the arm. He's definitely being asked to throw it too many times. It was too late in the game for Snell to actually start gaining yardage. Uh, so he was throwing it just way too much and way too early. Yeah. Um, well, I, I guess the other working theory I heard, and, and Paul, I'm not sure if you heard this. You're, you're in Pittsburgh, so you, you listen a lot more Pittsburgh talk radio than we get a chance to. But I heard a, a talk that I didn't remember this. In the Tennessee game, he got nicked up like halfway through the game. 
And people were saying that was part of the reason why like Pittsburgh looked like world beers in the first half. And it was like, man, they're, they're Super Bowl bound. And then they, they had to barely hang on. And they were saying since then, you see kind of a marked you know decline. Like he got banged up against Dallas and other stuff too. And yes, I don't necessarily think he's done. But when he's 38 and he's getting nicked up and he's coming off a year. And Paul, I don't know if you remember this, but man, Peyton Manning. Yeah, he first went to Denver, and his first year he was Patrick Mahomes and everybody else combined. He threw for like 50 touchdowns. And the last year they did win the Super Bowl, but he was like Charlie Batch, just his game manager. He wasn't really throwing a ton. So, I I, I, I mean, what – I guess what we need to talk about is what hopes do you have? I, I know you've been very – negative on the Steelers' chances uh, against the Colts and the Browns coming up and then in the first round of the playoffs. What do you want to see out of Ben? I mean, I, do you want to see him start? What, what do you think the game plan should be? Maybe, and again, we're not anticipating a win, but just for them moving forward. You know, they're going to put a team out there on. I mean, what do you think Ben should do on Sunday? I mean, I think Ben and Tomlin need to have a deep series one-on-one. Um, now, I, I've heard a lot of rumors that something's going on with Ben's knee. Um, I, I don't know if that's the totality of it. But I think, I mean, I, I'm looking back at the good old days of last year when we beat Cincinnati. Duck Hodges threw for 118 yards. Um, so I, I think he seriously needs to sit down with Tomlin, and they need to figure out – as controversial as it would be to bench Ben, um, if he needs a week, if he needs two weeks to to just get right, rest, whatever. Um, at this point, I, I maybe I've just fully bought into my cynicism. I think we have pooped away the division. Uh, we've got a playoff spot, so Ben, take a break. Um, Get right, whatever. Uh, we'll let Mason take it the last two weeks. You just get headspace, whatever is going on. Take two weeks, just get right. I really thought halftime. And, and what are we even talking about? I mean, look at Ben's big career and everything. When have we ever said, man, we got bench Ben? I mean, especially the first 11 games with 11 0. I mean, for us to say that anywhere at the beginning of the year have been crazy. I really thought maybe that move should have been made at halftime. Because I'm sitting there at halftime going, there's no way he's going to bring it back. But then he had the weird drive in the first opening drive of the second half where, yeah, the long pass to Claypool was a screen. I mean, it wasn't you know a great throw. But he had a, a good throw to Washington. And I literally at that point said, man, they could be coming back. Uh, I don't know how he – how did he – was it just he – put his strength in and did that one throw. Because I'm sitting here like, man, maybe he is back. You know, I take back everything I said. Because that was a good throw. Now, unfortunately, it's probably the only good throw he had all night. But I, I don't know. Yeah, coming out of halftime, they they really started to look sharp and look good. They had a good defensive stop. They, they, they looked sharp. The thing that was nice, there was at least one play. Oh, I think it was uh, – I don't remember. There was, a, there was a play where they had to – they really had to hold the line. And they did. They put. They called a running play, and they they pushed through and got the push they needed, and got the first down. And it felt really good to see our O line actually push forward and get progress. Yeah. It felt like all night they were against the wall, taking those two steps back and not able to get a push forward, especially to help the run game. Like that's that's been kind of the concern with the run game it's not that snell can't run anywhere the guy can run he's got to have holes to run in um and they've just real had had a real hard time with the o-line communicating well and getting just physical and making the the gaps that they need to make and just like right at the beginning of the third quarter it's like ah oh, there it is we're able to do it yes that they understand and they are physically capable of making it happen it didn't continue to happen and they struggled through the fourth quarter. I agree with Paul playing moving forward. And who knows, you know, you know, they're very mysterious on how injured Ben may or may not be, but why not give Mason Rudolph one week? Now, again, I, I feel silly saying this because Mason Rudolph was shaky at best, but you know, when Mason looked good, he was a game manager. 
I think they could beat the Colts if if Mason Royal played game manager. Bainsaw has a good game, and their defense plays well. And, yeah, you're not going to get 40 yards on Mason Rudolph, but, geez, I mean, Ryan Finley, the guy who beat the Steelers yesterday, didn't even have 100 yards passing. So, I, you know, Paul mentioned that. I know Paul's not a big Mason Rudolph fan. Joe, I mean, what would you tell Ben? I hear what you're saying, and I think it's a great idea if they can own up to a legitimate specific injury that Ben has. Uh, he, he can't, he can't just sit down for a week cause he's old. Uh, that's not a thing that you can do. Um, if you're old then, and you can't do it anymore, then one week's not going to help you. Um, but the last thing in the world I want to see is Mason Rudolph against the Browns in the last game of the season that will decide the oh, AFC yeah. North. I do not want to see that. No, I would well, rather see bad Ben <laughs> throw interception after interception and us get blown out in that game than watching oh. uh, Mason Rudolph get beat in the head again by Miles Garrett. I may literally, if it, if it turned out to be a divisional title game, and they, it was, you know the flex at the NBC, because NBC always loves having those, you know, one day game showdown for the division. I may not even watch it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if they look horrible against the Colts, I might just say, hey, I'm going to take a pass. I'll watch the 10-minute version of the game on YouTube so we know what we're talking about for the podcast. <laughs> because I don't think I could take on Sunday football, you know, my Twitter feed and the Facebook feeds being full of Browns fans. Just Hey, man, there's an off button on your phone. Just turn well, it off. And there's an off button on the TV. I mean, yeah, there's put on TV, off like, button on the phone. And, and I hate to say it. On, you know. Just that that post Christmas feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just being honest. I mean, I know you know this being a Steelers podcast, we should be like, oh, we need to watch every play and everything. But I, I mean, I just felt it wasn't angry or sad. It was just kind of lost watching that game. It, it was just, uh, it was tough. And I, I so, think for me, the only uh, I'm at a point now where you know early on, I'm like, take the division, take the Super Bowl, we're taking it all. And now I'm like. Okay, we have our playoff spot, and what I don't want, and on the one hand, do I agree with you? But it's also like I don't want to go into the playoffs with Ben riding a five-game losing streak. Okay. I'm like, I'm just like, you know what? Let's forfeit the division. Get even if Ben needs to get his head right, come back in a blaze of glory with a straight head in the playoffs, and let's get you know, you're 38. Let's get the Super Bowl. We'll come back for the division another time. We got to focus on the Super Bowl, and um, if if he goes on a five game losing streak heading into this, uh, that's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, and I like what he said earlier in the week before this loss. You know, it was a game they played a professional football game, and they they lost it. I mean, that's we can all shake our heads that they're a two and ten team, uh, but they are a professional football team. So sometimes things happen, but he was saying, you know, we're, we're not right right now as a, as a unit, we're all not right. There are things that are not right all over our, our team. And, and it takes time to get those things, right. The Steelers season is usually such that we are terrible at the beginning and are rocking through November and December. That is usually the way we do it. We're trying it a different way this year. We ran <laughs> We ran it up at the beginning, and our struggles are happening now. And not to be the excuse guy, not to beat a dead horse. This schedule has been brutal. Sure. The the uh, the defensive injuries that we're fighting are devastating. Right, they would be devastating most other teams, and we are looking bad with them but we're not as devastated as other teams might be. If you yeah. lose somebody like Bush, you know, right. off of another team, like you're just done. You're in the, you're in the running right. for the first pick in the draft. And that's like week three that happens and you're already done for the season. That's not been what the Steelers are. Now we're fighting through. Now we're right. having to pick up people who are free agents and trying to work them in and say, Oh, by the way, we're going that direction. Like, it's amazing that we've actually been able to do what we can do. There are things that are wrong. 
there are things right. that hopefully we can fix. We don't have an easy road or two easy teams to fix them against. Yeah. All right. So Paul and I are in favor of starting Mason, give Ben the week off, make every excuse, and just like try I'll, I'll give you one game, but I don't give you two. I don't oh, think- no, I- I would say one game if we're up to me, yeah. but but I, I think, but I feel like there has to be a legitimate re- like. Let's talk about what is actually wrong with him in order to 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 give him the week off. Like it just well, can't be mental the, health day. Like we we don't do that here. Well, here's the other thing that baffles me, and what difference like three weeks makes. Uh, there was a report from Adam Schefter. I think it was right before the game, like Sunday morning. All the insiders tried to break news and everything. Well, they were like. Ben plans are coming back next year. And in yeah. past years, I'd be like, wow, this is great. We don't have to, you know, find that quarterback to the future right away. I saw that report like Sunday morning, and I'm like, I was kind of like, uh-huh, this kind of sucks. I mean, like, I, it was so weird. I, I, I it, as Sewer fans, we're going for all these weird. I, I, I'm still pro Big Ben. I just, that cliff happens for quarterbacks at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping he hasn't hit the cliff yet. And and maybe that's the argument for starting against the Colts because, I mean, I don't think Mason Rudolph's going to come in and blow everyone's doors <laughs> off. But, you know, maybe you have to blame against the Colts to say, is the cliff there or not? Because can you imagine if he goes out against the Colts and plays like he did against the Bengals? I mean, they, they got to pull him. I, I mean, there was a bill for Oh, no, I was just going to say with, with him coming back next year, I, I think he has to uh, because otherwise we're either handing the reins off to Rudolph, which, no, I'd rather give it to Santa's Rudolph, um, or we're going to have to hope that the draft works out in our favor. We can pick up I – mean, There's it seems like there's more quarterbacks, good quarterbacks coming out than teams desperate for quarterbacks. We might land one of these guys. Um, which I hope we do, but it would be nice to have Ben fill a gap in there. Um, so I, yeah, I, I just, I hope tomorrow if they figure it out, <laughs> yeah. avoid any other. <laughs> well, and the big question, and it, you know, it's a little early to talk about next year, but you know, he's got $41 million salary cap hit and you know, to be worth $41 million, you know, we could say, man, what legacy he has. We don't want to kick him out the door. We don't want to see Big Ben playing back up for the Browns next year or whatever. You know, I, I get all that. But $41 million. And, you know, it's quite possible the side cap might be a little bit lower uh, with COVID, you know, really cutting in some of the profits and everything. They may not be able to afford him. I mean, Big Ben could come out and be Patrick Mahomes, they could win the Super Bowl. And, you know, if he doesn't restructure his contract, I mean, they, they, they may not be able to afford him. They got other free agents. I mean, they're up against the salary cap wise. That's the other tough thing. If it were other players, I'd be more concerned about that. I think Ben has always done, when I look at it, and I'm a, you know, I'm a dude who does not make anywhere near what any of these football players make. They don't. <laughs> He's always been a guy who comes out and does what to me looks like to be the right thing. He's doing the thing right. for a team. He restructures contact contracts. He makes sure that the, the players that are around him that we need to keep are kept until the other two B's lost their minds and got greedy for money and right. decided to go play for more money other places and do infinitely worse than they had been doing. Okay, good for them. If that's what you want to do. Awesome. Um, I, I I keep hearing a lot of rumors and stuff about, you know, the, the quarterback situation in the NFL and everybody's wanting to jump on uh, Big Ben's back and say he probably needs to hang it up and what should the Steelers do next year. And, you know, the, the, the draft is always kind of a mixed bag. We're not going to be drafting at the high end of the draft. We never do. And we even if we do, we don't take we don't take quarterbacks in the first round. We just don't do that. Um, but uh, there were we also don't to pick up people off of other people's teams. But uh, two players that I know have been in the conversation have been uh, if the Eagles want to dump one of their two guys, and that's probably getting rid of Wentz. Right, uh, right. Would would Wentz make a good fit? In, in Pittsburgh. The other name that I hear is if the Jets do a full fire sale 
and get rid of Sam Darnold. Um, I also, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't, Wentz doesn't seem like a good bet. I don't think we, right. <laughs> he, he does not look good in a while. And I, it's hard to know what all needs to get fixed there. Definitely. There's something in his mechanics up upstairs that has to get fixed. And it's not happening in, in Philadelphia. Darnold feels like a, a a guy that if you if you were able to pick him up in a fire sale uh, and put him behind Big Ben for a year, you, you feel like there's there's some mechanics in there that are solid that could be something that would be good to build off of. That that suggestion has struck me as huh, that's an interesting idea. Um, I just don't know what the Jets are going to want to do and if they think they're they're solid with Darnold and put in all of the other pieces from everywhere uh, everything go so i can't imagine that's going to be a place anybody wants to be for a while i, I also heard the name matt stafford being thrown out there i'm just saying no what no <laughs> what have we gained three years no no right right no well, it would be a terrible the, idea if you think they're still a competitive you know playoff team you know stafford yeah, I'm not saying Stafford is as good as Big Ben is or was or whatever, but you know they're saying you're not taking a deep fall. Well, it, it's like the the thought was the Colts this year. I mean, the Colts could have just said let's draft a young hotshot quarterback, but it takes a couple of years. You know, they bring in Philip Rivers. They know Rivers is going to be there forever, but you know Rivers hasn't been the playoffs. You know, I, I look at the Colts as a Super Bowl team, but I, I, I don't know. Well, it's fine. Too early to talk about that. Who's behind Rivers right now? Like, is there somebody that got Brissett? Who? Oh, but he's been around for a while. Like, he's kind of a known quality. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, wake up and be that be that franchise superstar. Is he? No, he, he came highly regarded from New England. Uh, he came to Indianapolis. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't dominating. And I think they brought Rivers in because they anticipated they were a playoff team and they felt they could get a little further with. Rivers and they would percent. It's weird. They they're still paying percent decent money. He's their backup now. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. It's probably it's way too early to say. But again, I, I guess the only point I'm trying to make of all this is saying the cliff is coming for Big Ben. And I'm hoping, I'm uh, like you, Joe. I'm hoping he throws ten touchdowns on Sunday. He's laughing at all of us and and he's back to being Big Ben again. I'm I'm just wondering is the cliff coming and maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with Paul. I mean, maybe we rest him for a week, but then on the other hand, we kind of cast our lot. You know, maybe we throw him out there for the last two weeks, and if he totally bombs, you know, you bring in Mason to to replace him, and you know the time's over. I don't know. It's tough. Well, we are getting kind of toward – we've got over half our show on Big Ben, so let's briefly (laughs) talk about some of the other stuff out there. Um, Benny Snell, now – um, I thought it looked okay. He didn't really do a lot at the beginning of the game, but he was a pretty hard runner at the end of the game. I think he ended up with like 84 yards, if I remember right, uh, which which was good. He was stellar, you know, compared to the other Steelers. Um, I'm okay with them running Benny Snell. I was listening to Tomlin's press conference today. He mentioned that, you know, Connor could be ready next week and I'm like <laughs> let's make sure he's not ready <laughs> hopefully you can like you know leave him at the hotel or something but I, I don't know I mean are you guys okay if Benny Snell because again we're looking at this Colts the Browns and the, and the playoff game very likely they could lose the next three but I guess what I'm saying is what's the best path forward to saying let's try to win these games one and two how do we, do we prepare for next year We need Connor. <laughs> we need, yeah, Connor. We need Connor at full health, and we got to have that. I mean, I, 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 Benny Snell's great. Benny Snell is great as a a change of pace back. I think he can run hard and get you know good yardage, but he's not a, not the every down guy. Uh, and he that's happened the past couple of weeks. It's happened regularly, and I would like for him to do to be able to do it. He just hasn't. Uh, and so getting Connor healthy and going is going to be key for the next couple of weeks. I don't see Benny Snell as the number one guy. I, I, I agree with you. I think he'd be a good change of pace, like number two guy. Um, 
I, I just don't know about Connor. I mean, Connor some days looks fantastic. Uh, he looks like, man, I mean, he could be super stud. Um, and then there's some days where he just completely disappears. And, you know, he, he was out for COVID. I understand. Stuff's happening. It's a weird year. But even in past years, I mean, I uh, he had, like, a couple great games against the Browns. And he played somebody else that had 20 yards. I, I – I don't know. I, I mean, you're right. Maybe Connor's the best guy for the end of the year. I, I, Connor makes well, me nervous. I it's good because we have a game against the Browns. So somebody who yeah. runs against the Browns well would be nice. <laughs> well, that was 2015 Browns. Where hey, hey, doesn't matter. It happened. The three, the three of us could get 100 plus yards. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, well I, I think it's so historical. Then let's get Bet's Bet is back. That'd be great. Yes, yes. We have him. That'd be wonderful. Definitely. Well, I, I I still think that might be a, a fair option. I mean, at least he could probably bowl some guys over. Um, I if we don't get the passing stuff figured out, I don't think it's going to matter who we have back there. Um, uh, it's going to be rough either way. And I'm uh, not to jump ahead, but it was I was trying to pay more attention to the offensive line than I have in the past, and um, I've got some grumpiness about the old line. <laughs> yeah, the offensive line's banged up, and they're. Uh, Alejandro Villanueva, who's like supposedly one of their better linemen, I and mean, he got abused by Carl Lawson. And, you know, Carl Lawson's good. I'm not saying Carl Lawson's awful, but Carl Lawson's been inconsistent as anything. And, you know, Villanueva looked bad. Uh, DeCastro, I think, is having a good year. Some of the young guys are having a, a, a good year. Um, I, I heard somebody on Twitter was talking about this with Big Ben. They're saying, yeah, Big Ben, when he holds on to the ball, he had to throw it quick for the offensive line to do well. And I think he did that because there's a lot of young guys starting and everything. But, yeah, I, I'm with Paul. I, I, you know, the last couple of games of the year and going into the offseason, offensive line, man, <laughs> it's scary, man. It's tough. Mm-hmm. True. I mean, that, that run to the side toward the end of the game with Snell, I forget what drive, but – he got nowhere. I mean, it's like right. the Bengals just moved our line to where they need to go to stop. He, he, it's, I mean, he tried several times to get a break, and it just kept collapsing in front of him. I want to mention this, and, and, and I don't want to spend too much time since we're kind of up against a little bit. The Juju Smith-Schuster, okay, you know, Antonio Brown with having the camera in the Kansas City locker room during the playoffs, that became a big deal. Now that the Steelers are struggling, Juju dancing on the logo is suddenly a big deal now. I'm to the point where I I don't think it hurts the team. I think Juju just looks stupid. Because it's one thing, like you look back at when T.O. was dancing on the Dallas logo when he was with the 49ers. He had like three or four touchdowns that game. And you might say, well, what a pompous move to make and everything. Well, he scored four touchdowns. Juju had, what, one catch last night, if that? You know, and he had a crazy fumble on that. I mean, I, I mean, is that hurting the Steelers? Or is it just Juju being a dope? Oh, so necessary. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's hurt the team in the sense of it's it's giving the other team motivation to light them up, right. um, which you certainly don't need. <laughs> Do not right. need bulletin board which, material. It is it's, they, they pretty much did it on the logo when they about took his head off. <laughs> so well, it's one thing if you could back it up. Like the Chiefs could be a little bit condescending and everything, but the Chiefs are good. I mean, the Chiefs will blow you away, and if they trash talk you. Not much you can do about it because they're, they're they're being too good. And, yeah, well, you're right. In that catch that Juju had, Von Bell just destroyed him. And, oh, man, it was a crazy hit. So it was tough. And I, I go was, back to oh. – that, that was a very strange hit to me because, to me, I was just watching the video of it, you know, like you do with your eyes. And when the crown of his helmet yeah, right. hits him in the – face mask in right. the which is attached to his helmet that seems to me to be uh, a, a, an unnecessary roughness um the referee was as it would be if a yeah. stealer got anywhere near doing that they would have ejected him and ejected the team and possibly thrown the team out of the league and for some reason not called oh he should have held on to it because 
you were capable of holding on to a ball when somebody concusses you with the crown of their helmet in your face. I don't know if it was uh, anti. It was a strange play to me. I, I don't think it was anti Steelers. It's just the refereeing was horrible. The refereing stunk. Yeah, like, the Steelers awful. stunk. And the bingo were below average. The play that we were laughing about where uh, there were five, it was quad, quintuple coverage. Uh, when this, the, 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 the Bengal grabs him, his jersey, takes his wallet, steals his identity, and, and moves to Fargo, and still it's like, oh, why didn't he catch it? You should be yeah. able to catch that when somebody right. takes your wallet. Just yeah. insane. And then yeah, no, no flags. Why would there be flags for yes. things that are that blatantly obvious? Yeah, it, it was rough, rough. Um, receiving Deontay Johnson had a good game. Um, Eric Ebron got hurt. Yeah, Ben pretty much was asking Eric Ebron to get decapitated. He threw it kind of off center, and you know, Ebron got just nailed. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, yep. and, and I don't know. You got show on the field, big Ben. Hopefully, I'm like expecting. Yeah, a, but it's all part of that vision of the field. I just don't. I was right. so worried last night. I felt like he just wasn't seeing what the what the Bengals were doing. And so he kept laying in those passes and almost beheaded uh, Juju. And and Ebron took a couple of shots. Uh, Deontay Johnson came up limping one time. Uh, just it's not laying it in where those guys can get it. But it's hard to it, it's hard to lay it all on him. It's been two weeks of watching these guys drop the balls, right. drop stuff that's right on their hands. And I'm thinking too, if you're you're running game struggling, which it did in the first half. You know, Benny saw a better second half, but their running game was about nil in the first half of the game. You got to throw it down the field a little bit, and that's what makes me think. You know, Ben's exhausted. Ben's arms having some trouble. And again, not necessarily he's done, but you know, he had the injury last year and everything else. Because mm-hmm. you know, that's how the Browns are doing pretty well. You know, the. the they have a good running game and the, their play action is working. So they say, Hey, you know, let's trick them up a little bit. You got to do something different. Pittsburgh just, you know, really wasn't able to do anything like that. Yeah. Um, That's right. Defensively. I, I thought the defense played. Okay. I mean, obviously it wasn't great. They gave up way too many yards, but the offense put them in a position where they're yeah. on the field most of the night. I mean, I'd complain I, about the defense expect? a lot more if I knew who any of them were. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who's playing anymore. Uh, the guy in row F, seat fourteen, is now playing <laughs> linebacker. Well, um, so it's just hard to even know what uh, what to fix. The biggest thing is stay on the field longer as an offense and let right. those guys get a break. They are out there way too much to be able to hold for the whole game. Because when they're when they're rested, when the offense was going well, beginning of the third quarter, defense is able to do better. They're able to communicate with each other better and and be in the right places. It's just so hard to do that for an entire game. Well, and I got to tell I you, mean, I, I just can't imagine. I mean, the, the one guy I can name out there is T.J. Watt. I can't imagine him coming to the sideline doing his job as soon as his butt hits the bench and he gets that Gatorade bottle. Like, yeah. oh, go back out there. Like, put that thing back on and get out there. Well, yeah. it, 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 that's yeah. what happened last year. I mean, we had one first down in the first half. Yeah. One. We had to go for it on fourth. And, and that's what the defense had to do last year. And that's why they eventually fell apart at the end of the year because they were exhausted. It was just like, hey, we can't do this anymore. I, I got to tell you, we, we got to try to be funny here because I, I'm depressing myself talking about this. <laughs> One of my biggest pet peeves in life, and eh, maybe not life, but at least top 10 maybe. I don't like sports stars that have the same name as a famous player from 20, 30 years ago, because it's so confusing. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, uh, he played for the Celtics. He was really good. Then he got hurt. He went to the Cavs. And now he's kind of languishing. It's confusing because Isaiah Thomas, the current one's a point guard. The, the legendary Isaiah Thomas, you know, uh, was a point guard for the Pistons. So you got Marcus Allen and Hey, I like Marcus Allen. I like the fact that he's a hybrid guy and he plays linebacker. But always frustrate me how Marcus Allen shares the same name as the great Raiders running back. Does that frustrate you guys? It just annoys me. I'm like, change your name. Like Marcus Jones. I think this is your Seinfeld podcast 
bleeding yes. over, like, what's the deal with guys with the what's same the name? Players with the same name. Well, because they lost a couple of games in a row. If we, if we were 14-0 by that time, they all could have the same name. I, I, their whole defense could be named Marcus Allen. Everybody or, could be named Marcus Allen. Everybody yeah, they, could name their name to Marcus Allen. Or, or Ben's, Ben could be Joe Namath. Uh, you know, there's the name. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. You can be called Joe Namath. But when you well, start losing the Bengals and everything else. Works when somebody's famous yeah. and they're doing well, then a parent is going to want to name their kid after the person who's famous and doing well. Like, that's just and, my kid, Isaiah Thomas. That's great. But then that kid becomes a basketball player, and he's in the right. same year with the original Isaiah Thomas. And that's... Uh, that's that's inevitable. Like everybody, like all the parents who want to name their kids LeBron, and you know, eventually we're gonna run into a, a basketball team where there's four guys named LeBron on it. True, <laughs> true. Uh, and see, this is where we've come. I mean, I'm I'm very relieved that we spent 40 minutes talking about this because I literally <laughs> thought it was gonna be 20 seconds. I'm like, let's talk about Pokemon cards or something. I, hey, uh, it's just rough. All right. Um, I think our kicking game is fine. We're yeah. able to keep up the ball well. Jordan Perry's amazing. He got hey, so man. much work last night. Man, that guy's leg yeah. is amazing. Yeah, I feel See, bad for Jordan Perry's leg. Yeah. everywhere here. Yeah, yeah, look at the Chiefs. Their partner punts like, what, 10 times a year? And you know, he's like, yeah, look gets at the paid. Look at the stats for those teams. I played fantasy football for a couple of years, and uh, I stopped doing it just because uh, I, I like my blood pressure to be low. Uh, and I stopped liking watching football. I didn't like watching the game because I was too focused on the numbers and everything, so I stopped doing it. But uh, always pick the punter off of a terrible team because that guy punts all the time. Right. <laughs> you don't punt the punter off of Kansas City. That guy never punts. Yeah, the first ten games here, Jordan Barry, you never heard much about him, and yeah, the last exactly. couple so games, Jordan... you're off the terrible team because all right. they do is punt. Yeah, it's good tough. day for for for, for Barry. <laughs> all right, all right, let's pick this game coming up. Um, it's funny, the Steelers started out as point and a half favorites, and then after Vegas saw what happened last night, uh, last I saw, Colts are now favorites by a point and a half. This game is in Pittsburgh. Um. Now, and I hate even saying this now because it's 2020, and you know there'll be 100 COVID cases between now and then. And I, I mean, I'm all for it. And, again, I don't mean to mock COVID. COVID's awful. It's serious. Be careful. Wear a mask. But I'm for the Steelers faking COVID. You, you know, let's go Ravens. Well, let's just come out and say, yeah, we all have, 30 of us have COVID and everything. And, we, we you know, the NFL will be like – Postponed yeah. game this season. No, no, I don't want the Steelers to go John Harbaugh and keep moving the game back. Like I don't want to see him go, oh, let's play Wednesday morning. I want the Steelers to be like, yeah, we have COVID. It's bad. Is anybody dying? No, we're fine, but we have COVID. <laughs> you know, we can't play. And then they'll be like, well, we don't want to forfeit games. Well, I guess we have to. Oh, well, you know. I mean, I'm hoping for a forfeit against the Colts, forfeit against the Browns. Let's forfeit the playoff game. I mean, why not? I don't think that works for the playoffs. <laughs> I, I'm just – we are 11-3. We're play, Can you imagine past years if we're 11-3? We're playing a 10-4 team. We're playing a 10-4 team. We're like, man, clear off the schedule. We got to watch this game. This is going to be dynamite. This is going to be nuts. I, I'm looking at this like a root canal. I'm looking at this like, you know, my colonoscopy is going to be happening. I mean, I, I'm just not looking forward to this at all. Well, well Paul is – Wrong if it's like a colonoscopy. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've had two root canals. They're not too bad. I, I'd, I'd rather have a third than watch these next two games. Well, you get to be out. That's not fair. If I, could have, if I could have a shot and not even remember the game and just wake up at the end and see the final score, that might be easier. Yeah, well, what about this? I mean, I got my colonoscopy. I don't have one scheduled. I need to schedule one probably in the near next year or two or whatever. But, mm -hmm. man, put that first half of the Bingo Steelers the game on. <laughs> it's going on. Oh, what, what a day. It can't be any worse than that. So, yes. You know. Well, well, Paul, what do you think? I mean, just, you I, know. A year ago, I said there's no way 2020 can be worse than 2019. Um, so, there, I am not going to say this game can't be worse. Um but I'm I am firmly sitting in a seat of saying 
I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a loss until they prove otherwise because th- this is getting uglier by the week. Um, we're allowing more points every week. Our offense has been the exact same thing for the past four weeks. Uh, I'm expecting much of the same. So I'll, I'll say, uh, oh, let's just 28-17. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Joe, mm. what do you think? Mm. Wow, this hurts. Like, I can't, I don't even want to say it out loud. Like, I, mm. uh, no. Uh, I don't think it gets high scoring. That's that's my thing. I think it. I, 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 I think we probably do come out on the short end of the stick, but I don't think it's by much. Even if it just ends up being garbage time, second half things where we're able to make up some some points. But I I, I have to feel like like Paul, we can't we we can't sit here and be uh, homers the entire time and uh, just. We're not seeing anything good, uh, and uh, until we can see something good, uh, I don't even have any news if there's anybody who's coming back off the injury list or anything. So, uh, yeah, I there's think we're some probably talk of Connor and maybe Vince Williams. Is what I'm yeah, hearing. I mean it may be it may be twenty one ten, seventeen ten, something like that. I'll be slightly more optimistic. I think Philip Rivers has never played well. Well, maybe never, but usually he doesn't play super well against the Steelers. Pittsburgh doesn't have the Yeah, 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 I know, yeah. I I would say, let's say Colts by three. I I think the defense is going to step up. The defense will will play better. I don't think the offense is going to look as atrocious, but I think the Colts are the better team coming in. It's not – and I think the Steelers will probably play a little bit better but I'll be optimistic and say Colts by three, but that's what it's going to be. And I'll tell you, if that happens, we're setting up a divisional title game last week of the year against the Browns. Uh, the Browns play the Jets. I think that's at New York, right? Or um, I'm not Jets. sure. Hey, it's the Jets. They could continue to ruin their chances to do well in the draft. So. Yes. They actually <laughs> went to L.A. and beat the right. Rams. It's so amazing. They can't even lose right. It's great. Yeah. Well, I, I'm wondering if they're smart. If they're going to be like, we're losing this game. You know, after <laughs> somehow we won that they're game before. Away. The, Jag, the Jags aren't going to win. So they're going to the, end up with Trevor Lawrence. But I got to tell you, I mean, they're proud guys. I mean, I, I heard an interview with Frank Gore, the veteran running back that's playing for the Jets. And he's like, hey, it's probably my last year. I'm not going out 0-16. So, yeah, the team and the fans don't want to win. But, you know, the players sometimes have different thoughts. But, yeah, I, yeah the Browns are going to win that game. I mean, I think we're going for a divisional title. It'll be Sunday on NBC, and I, I, I'll – I'll be watching something else. I mean, yeah. <laughs> sound and music. I mean, it'll, it'll still be the holidays. There'll probably be some holiday movie on, kind of programming. Life, man. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's awful. Um, yeah, and everything. Like, to the division title, Avita saying goodbye. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, watch. I'll miss the game, and the Steelers will come back, and they'll, they'll win like 38 to 7 or something. But I don't know. Hey, hey, yeah, I'll watch the game. I'm just being very. <laughs> just, I, I'm beat up, man. I'm, I'm like an abused person. I just feel, well, and it's probably not a good example. I, I'm an abused Steelers fan. I mean, they're, they're kind of just pulling out my emotions, and it's just tough. I don't know. So, rough, rough things. And, you know, the other thing, all these teams in the AFC are looking good. Like, the Colts won their game by a lot. Ravens whipped up on the Jags. And I'm like... And usually when you're whipping up on the bad teams, it shows that you're a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs, and we're just not that. It's tough. Man, what a depressing hour. I mean, I like talking to you guys. This is always fun, but, man, what a depressing – this is rough. Oh, man. But, yeah, we hope for the best, but I guess we're playing for the worst. Um, The good news, though, is – as long as we don't have a billion COVID cancellations, which could happen, we can actually tape this, Paul, back at our normal time of Monday at 10 a.m. So I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm Nothing against you guys, but I don't like these night podcasts. These are rough. Ugh. <laughs> these are tough. Yeah, the morning will be better. Talking about Marcus Allen and uh, just, it's tough. <laughs> 
And Marcus Allen receives. I like Marcus Allen. Nothing against Marcus Allen. It just kind of it confuses me. I didn't really think they were drafting the Marcus Allen, but I'm like, I mean, like, what would you guys say if the the next hot young rookie is like Babe Ruth or Mickey Mantle? I mean, it's like, <laughs> if it's actually Babe Ruth, that's pretty cool. Or what if it's just dope that <laughs> like skinny scrawny guy uh, that. It's 160 or something. You know, like it'd be one thing if you had the big roly poly, big Babe Ruth that, you know, hits 700 home runs and is one of the best players of all time. But what if the next Babe Ruth is a 160 hitter or something? Yeah, it's like a tiny little <laughs> second baseman. And you're like, what? Yes. I don't have that name. That's not right. <laughs> I, go, I don't by think they... go by George. All right. That's I, what you should do. I, George, I'm with... don't, don't. I'm with you. There's probably a LeBron baby boom because, you know, a popular player and everything. I don't know if there's a Babe Ruth baby boom name-wise. Like, I don't think there's a lot of yeah, – it's almost like Gladys as a woman's name. You know, you don't see. <laughs> Next time we have a baby, we'll just go to our wife and say, hey, we got to call Babe Ruth. That would be great. That would just be rough. Mm -hmm. so. You have a right. different last name. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, let me promo upcoming stuff. Had a big day on our podcast yesterday. Um, the it was World of Pew, they changed the name to the Ohioan. Long story, but it's good. We're looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be a, a weekday morning podcast, five days a week, and we'll still be doing the Steelers podcast. Hopefully, we're going to be doing this in the February. I got a bad feeling we'll be doing this until next week and the season will be over. But hopefully, we'll have a longer podcast. But um, talking to Paul and Joe, we definitely want to continue doing stuff. And we'll do stuff as part of this upcoming morning show. Um, we'll have to put our heads together and come up with stuff because I'm, I'm done talking to Steelers. <laughs> it's, been, it's tough. I'm such a fan. This week's been rough, man. Gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. I, 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 I can't take another week of this. I mean, if they lose, fine. I want them to lose by three. Where you're like, oh man, it looked good, but it's just gonna be tough. So, all right. Well, we, we better get going. Thanks, guys, for your time. Uh, we'll check out next week. Hopefully, next Monday at ten, as long as there's no cancellations, and hopefully, we'll talk about win over the Colts. But we're not feeling too optimistic. Sewage podcast. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.